Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Team. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. For the live, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined a right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Yeah, let me ask you a question real quick. Both of you guys, you can answer however you want. I, I We've talked about it on the show at nauseum when it comes to Lindor because people continue to talk about it. And you just brought it up about contracts. And we've we've been beating the drum and saying this over and over that you have to understand guys get paid. Guys get paid big. It's just the way the game goes, the, the market, the timing, whatever it is. Why do fans in general care so much about what a guy's making? It's not coming out of your pocket. It shouldn't like I know it's I know it's not affecting the Mets right now as much as from a, from a distance money's affecting the Yanks in the sense now as opposed to way back when. But I, I just don't understand why people, you know, scream about the and people still do like with Lindor. They'll say, oh, he's getting paid three hundred forty million dollars, but he's only batting two seventy. Like what? But he's he's playing like a superstar. Like, why do you care? I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I have long been fascinated about this movement among fan bases where I mean, for us, it's it's John Carlos Stanton and everyone wants to shed his contract, which in the scheme of things, he's making about 27 million a year, which isn't even that crazy it's compared to now. other. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. compared yeah. to other people with those AAVs, he's, it's a fairly team friendly deal, aside from maybe the length if he continues to break down. But anyway, I, I guess I don't know. I, I feel like fans want to identify with players and i feel like fans also kind of fall in love with those like quote unquote scrappy players because maybe they like can buy into the fact that like oh that could that could be me like grinding to play or Mm -hmm. or maybe maybe the money kind of like separates that identification because they're making so much money and they feel like that's not possible maybe they Mm -hmm. feel like that maybe they want to pride themselves on being a fan of a team that's more like savvy with the how they like put together a team when in reality, with when you're in New York, you, you should spend. be yeah, you should be flexing your yeah. most advantageous resource, which is money. I mean, the, New York is in a, a huge market. You're in a sport without a salary cap. Why would you rather not go sign the best players than your owners have the biggest yachts or whatever it might be? But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just 
maybe it's just the amount of money that they know the player is making turns them off because they tell themselves it's, it's a kid's game and it should be about quote unquote the game when, um, when it's also their job, which is to set their own market value and make, make the amount of money before they retire. So I've never understood it. I thought the Lindor discord was, was ridiculous. Just like I thought it was with, with Sam, but Sean, I don't know what you think. I don't know how well I worded that, but I think there, there becomes like a separation in terms of being able to connect and identify with a player when they get, when fans put them in a different stratosphere in terms of like net worth. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, uh, and I think there's a lot of truth in that, but I also think that the owners have done a great, and so Major League Baseball in general, have done a great job of tricking us into thinking that there is a hard limit or a pseudo salary cap, whether it's the luxury tax or the amount an owner can spend. Like, I I don't know what the Wilpons' real situation was with Madoff and how much money they had, but we know that how, you know the Yankees are worth what? four billion dollars or i forget what it was the last time they did it we know how steinbrenner has a ton of money Mm -hmm. but it's like oh we have the salary tax that we're gonna have to pay if we go so they kind of trick us in our minds to thinking if a player gets paid a lot of money and underperforms then that's going to prevent us from getting another player because there's this mysterious number like the ceiling that we've put on it you know if you're a kid and your parents tell you you've got a you know hundred dollars to spend at toys r us you're going to go in and you're going to be careful about what you pick. But if you have an unlimited amount of money, which most of these teams do, you're just going to get the best things. You're not going to care about that. And I think about it like the 90s Yankees, everybody would complain, oh, they just buy players. I can't even tell you who the highest paid player was on the 98 team because George Steinberger didn't give a shit. Like it was just like, it is what it is. And we've been tricked into caring, even though this is not a salary cap sport and these owners have so much money. So I think it's just, they, they trick people into thinking you can't give Aaron Judge $32 million a year because in it's going to in some way affect us from getting a starter in three years or something like that when that's BS because there's going to be another player around that you manipulate his service time with and, and I think kind of the Mets fans might be scarred a little bit from the Wilpon stuff with Lindor where it's like oh we got Lindor and that could clog us up but it's like no 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 Colin's okay. going to just go and spend you're, you're going to go and get Max Scherzer and Kana yeah. and uh, Marte and yeah you'll be fine yeah I just think um I, 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 I would say that I've fallen victim to it as well. Like I've said in conversations on a given player, I was like, Oh, you know, so-and-so you're not going to pay this guy $15 million a year or $20 million a year. But in reality, it's like, go ahead, do it. If you have the money, spend it. But like, I, I just, I don't get why people just want to champion this idea of, Oh, he's making this much money. He has to get a hit every single at bat. No, nobody. I don't care how good Mike Trout's the greatest player we've seen or whatever. And he doesn't get a hit every time he's up there. Uh, Ronald Acuna is great. I, Shohei Otani is phenomenal, but they don't get hits every single time that they're up. And guess what? Everyone loves Otani now. Are they going to rip the guy when he gets paid $500 million by somebody and he's not getting hit every single time or pitching to a sub three ERA? Is, is he garbage then? Like, I just, I don't understand why people get yeah. so rung up on money. Last time I checked, baseball is also entertainment. So we're here to be entertained and watch our teams potentially win. So people need to just calm down in that sense. Yeah. And like you said, you know, even you get upset about certain contracts. Like this is like, we're talking about the Lindors and the Stantons and the Otanis, like the established stars of baseball. Like when, when the Yankees signed Jacoby Ellsbury, we all said it was stupid because And that's and it's just not the same same level of player. So of course there are still such things as bad investments mm-hmm. when it comes to when it comes to baseball. But I, I still think I think Sean nailed it on on the head with like you know a lot of we've heard I mean, from Yankees universe we we've heard it all the time from 
Cashman and Hal and in, in, up in the front office about how they've used the luxury tax as a, a self-imposed salary cap. So mm-hmm. fans take that as as gospel. And then all of a sudden Stanton is, oh, well, now Stanton's in the way of the Yankees getting Verlander or uh, or well, whoever whoever it might have been in previous free agency classes when in reality, I mean, we don't we don't have the, the exact numbers, but I mean, I think it's the NL East, but the Braves is one of the only teams whose um, revenue became public this past year. And it was over five hundred million dollars coming off a pandemic year in twenty twenty one. So for the Yankees, even if that was their revenue, which obviously theirs is going to be significantly more. But even if it was paying judge the thirty five million he's asking for, that's like. I don't know, 15% of that or something, something minuscule. So um, yeah, that's, I don't know. know. The idea, the idea of a small market team is not real, right? That's what you've been sold and it's not real. There's no, so I don't care if you even mentioned the Clevelands or the Pittsburgh's or anybody like that. They're all owned by billionaires. They all have money. And they know how to play us too. Like they, they even said like the year it was Machado and Harper were free agents. Like the Yankees were saying things like, well, last year we kind of jumped the gun and went out and got Stan. So we're good. And then like when they got Cole, it was like, well, here he is. This is the starter yeah. you've been asking for. And like, hopefully Tyone and, and Domingo Herman work out because this is the one guy we're getting. And it's just yeah. like, then, then you put all of your hopes and dreams into these players. And when John Carlos Stanton strikes out in a big spot, you're like, oh, this was supposed to be it. And, right. you know, but well, congratulations on having an owner that's moved past that. And I hope to get back. <laughs> yeah, that, this was our long winded way of asking, what is it like to not have to deal with this anymore? <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. I know we're supposed to be talking subway series and things like that, but I, I have to ask a question because I've been asking a lot of my Yankee fan, uh, fan friends this. And we talked about it yesterday. I got their takes. I asked some people today. I got two more in front of me right here. I have to ask when it comes to Aaron judge, everything that he's doing right now. Okay. What, what is it going to take for them to uh, like, do you feel as though they're going to give him a number and it's just going to say, this is the number we're not moving from. And then if he says, well, I think I'm worth more. Are they simply going to walk away and say, look, it's been nice having you adios. Enjoy going with playing with San Fran or New York or Boston or whoever else we might go to. Cause someone's going to pay the guy. And I looked at it and I said, I, I, I thought, from a distance, he would probably want 35 over eight years. That was my guess. Um, but again, you guys might have a better idea than me, but I'm just curious as to if they don't sign him, my simple question is what exactly is this team if they don't keep Aaron judge? Well, uh, I mean, we've seen Brian Cashman do this with, uh, yeah, we've <laughs> seen Cashman do this with, uh, franchise faces before with Jeter. Obviously he was in a way different point of his career, but he gave Jeter an an offer that he thought was fair and then said, if you don't think it is, I encourage you to test the market. I can see him doing that with judge. Like, Hey, here's our offer. If you don't, if you don't like it, um, I encourage you to see what the giants are going to pay you. And then my concern would be, does judge even give them the chance to counter whatever he might get in free agency. Mm -hmm. And then second part of your question, the Yankees, if they don't bring judge back, they uh, they become an a hilarious failure. I mean, the the baby bombers era would be the most one of the biggest colossal fa- failures we've ever seen in terms of every other hyped baby bomber that came up. 
significantly dropped off after two years or never made it at all, whether it be for injuries like Greg Bird, but we've seen, we've seen Torres, Sanchez, uh, Severino has been, been hurt all the time. Uh, Bird got hurt all the time. And then you have the one of all of them who turned into a bona fide superstar and you let him go in his prime. It, it would, it would be a, a colossal failure of the organization to where if, if there was not some kind of equally big, addition this winter i think it might be like one of the first times that the yankees might actually start feeling the the frustration of fans to where not as many people come out or whatever it may be and they're still going to make a ton of money regardless but uh yeah i think it would have a huge i think it might be one of the most impactful things that to happen to the organization since i don't know i can't even think of i can't even think of a comparison right now yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think Cashman's biggest flaw is his arrogance, and it almost cost. I, like Jeter was not a superstar in terms of production when Cashman told Jeter go shop this offer. Now, if he says that to Judge, Judge is gonna. I I think Judge is probably gonna wind up with a better offer, and mm-hmm. you just hope that the relationship hasn't soured to the point where he says, you know what, I just feel like I'm not wanted there. I'm gonna go play closer to home, or. I'm going to go stick it to them and go play across town in Queens. And, and I mean, look, he's the face of the franchise and, and he, he has gotten better progressively as he's gone on as a, as a hitter, he's become a more complete, a more patient hitter still has his moments where he, but he's become such a, such a complete player. They, they need to keep him where they go from there. I don't know. They go get like Devers from Boston or something. I, I don't even know what they it's probably not because that would just be more free agent money. So I, I have no idea what they would do. It would be a disaster. Uh, like we're saying, it, it would probably be like I, I I don't know if you could even quantify it in our lifetimes as being something that would be be equal because the Yankees never the Yankees held on to a rod. They didn't let Bernie walk when Bernie was a superstar uh, like none of none of the superstars got away. This would be really the first one. Like Cano left, but it kind of like Cano was older. I mean, mm-hmm. about judges' age now, and Cano proved like, you know, maybe it was a good a good thing they didn't keep him. <laughs>